1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: First and Pod,
1: hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filippone.
2: Guess who's back, 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 back again, again, again. Pony's back,
1: back, back, (laughs) tell a friend. Hey, nice of you to show up, man. Yep, I ripped fan winkled my way through the last one, which was no big deal because it was probably only the best NFL weekend of the season. So yeah. I yeah. didn't miss much.
2: No, you didn't. Uh you're looking good. You're very festive. Is this for us or were you at a Christmas party earlier? What's going on here? It was for everything. All day. I had TV all day. So why change? Yeah, why change? No, you're looking you're looking yeah. good. Uh you guys know how it works first in pod. He's Andrew Filippone. I'm Danny Parkins coming to you after Jaguars and jets. A, um, I mean, Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars keeping their playoff hopes and this good play that they've had, you know, the last third of the season alive is definitely like the positive storyline here, but holy shit. Is Zach Wilson bad? Like, he's bad and his team openly hates him and he just like gifted them all those scooters or whatever the hell it was like he's he's clearly trying and that made its way on instagram but it was he didn't look like an nfl player tonight pony he did not look like an nfl player who deserved to be on the field it was it was jarring i thought
1: yeah i think it's over for him there um, I not, think nine, that, of
2: eight, nine of 18, 92 yards in a pick.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, as that game was happening, what I ended up doing was thinking about the Jets quarterback options for next year, because they're not going to make the playoffs. Now they're going to look at the way things unraveled here and blame it on him. Uh, I don't think Mike white is going to do enough. If he does come back in these last two games To make the Jets think a White Wilson combination last year is their way to go. They don't want to waste their defense. They don't want to waste their young skill position players. So, what I think will happen is take your pick from the following list Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Brissett, Taylor Heineke. We'll see what happens with Daniel Jones and Geno Smith uh, as potential free agents. Yeah, and Gino's, then, going, Gino's going back to Seattle. Okay, well, we'll see. They're 7-7 seven and seven right now. I would agree with you. Uh, but then the wild card, and you've said you don't think this will happen because of the weather there, but Tom Brady would be the other one, given what they have as a team where you could build around and go to a turnkey defense and offensive skill position player. So they will, they will not be in position to draft a guy. I don't think they'll want to because of the um, mystery of whether or not that guy is going to be good or not, and they're going to want to win next year with everything else they've got on the roster. So I would say if I'm setting odds, Jacoby Brissett or or Jimmy Garoppolo will be their starting quarterback week one next year.
2: Okay, and then is Zach Wilson on the Jets or traded for like a fourth-round pick? I think he's on the Jets. So you think that they bring in competition and he loses the job because they'll, they'll if he if he's on the Jets. I mean, you gonna, know all
1: about this. This is Kyle Lorton, Rex Grossman, or Nick Foles, Mitch Trubisky. Is basically what it is. Right, right, but they, but, so, but but they, but it's early. It's a year early.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, to, well, they don't have they don't they don't have an alternative right now.
2: No, I, I I'm with you. I I think they definitely bring in veteran quarterback X and hold the competition. And that quarterback will feel very good about their ability to beat out Zach Wilson. But that was, that was like jarringly bad. I, I started feeling a little
1: sympathy for the kid. Just, I did not just boot every incomplete pass.
2: Oh, dude, They were don't I have mean, sex
1: with your mom's friends and get better at playing quarterback. How about that? Okay. Advice? But sh- sure. But like they
2: just pulling it up here because they've got some they've got some the the guy who came in after him strevler whatever had a bunch of rushing yards that strevler strevler in, that inflated the stats but outside of him they had
1: 13 14 outside of strevler they had 12 rushing yards yeah well they get Brees hall back next year we'll see what kind of shape he's in
2: Yeah, but but like this was supposed to be a low-scoring defense running.
1: The Jaguars are a. I mean, the 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 line made no sense that the Jets were favored. I hammered Jacksonville. Oh, good for you! And I've also been on Jacksonville all year, and I would like to celebrate uh, the Jags coming back from two and six to make the playoffs, and I'd like to congratulate myself for picking them to win the division back in August. So. All
2: right. Well, congratulations. I'll allow that uh, self-congratulation moment. Uh, No, listen, I'm I'm, I'm happy for Trevor Lawrence. I'm glad it's working out. They are on a nice little roll. I still think they were crowned way too early by the national media, and I think they're going to finish with eight or nine wins. So I don't think anyone should go completely crazy over it, but clearly an organization going in the right direction and clearly a quarterback who's going to be a starter in the league for a decade plus. So, all right. Let's get to the full slate. It's weird. It's a heavy Saturday slate and then a bad Christmas Day triple Um, Eagles and Cowboys. I'm going to amend your question slightly, if that's Cat. OK. What ruins this game more? No Jalen Hurts or the fact that the Cowboys blew the game last week to Jacksonville?
1: Uh, I think the no Jalen Hurts. No, hurt. no, no Jalen Hurts. Because if the Cowboys, even if they had lost that game, you'd have the storyline of what Mike Gaparson said and Jalen Hurts going up against them. And the last game, the first matchup between these two teams got thrown out too because Cooper rushed through three interceptions. And that was really the only reason why the Cowboys lost that game. Uh, the Eagles offense was not good that day. Uh, Hertz was under, I think, 200 yards passing. They only ran the ball for like three and a half yards per carry. That was the night Cooper Rush remembered that he was Cooper Rush. So now we get Minshew, and Minshew's going to dedicate this game to Mike Leach, and he'll probably play well, but he won't give the running threat that Hurts will. And, you know, if the Cowboys lose... It's a no lose. It's a no win situation for the Cowboys. If they win, they get zero credit. If they lose, it's another sky is falling situation. And it would be three in a row for them, barely beating Houston, blowing the game to Jacksonville, and losing to a backup quarterback, a team with very little to play for in Philadelphia right now. They've pretty much got things locked up.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, it's the answer is Hurts, but I do think that Dallas lost to Jacksonville is a huge part of it also because they're 10 and four. So if they were 11 and three and only two back in the loss column, and then they win this game and they win the home game, and then they're only one back. It
1: keeps the pressure on the last two weeks. I get it. it.
2: Yeah. It, it keeps the pressure on for Philly to beat New Orleans and the Giants, who they probably would, but it would, it would bring the division and the one seed into question. especially then compounded with the Hertz injury, right? Like if Dallas wins and Hertz is out and Dallas is a big favorite in this spot, they, you know, depending on how long Hertz is out, they all of a sudden think, well, maybe New Orleans does us a solid against Gardner Minshew and anything can happen. So I agree Hertz is the bigger loss for the buzz, especially like now, you know, it flipped right back after one week of him being the favorite. Now Mahomes is back to being the favorite, even though I think that's the correct favorite. We've talked about that for like a month on the show. But Dallas blowing that game in Jacksonville, I think also even before the Hertz news took a decent amount of buzz um, out of this game. Seahawks Chiefs, I've got a bet in this game that I love, but the Chiefs turnover problem recently. Do you look at this as a
1: legitimate Achilles heel for that team? Well, it's not just recently. It's pretty much been all a year. They've got nine straight games with at least one turnover. Um, I guess I was thinking more like the Mahomes three interception game, like Mahomes being
2: responsible for some of the turnovers a little bit more recent, but yeah, you're right. You're right.
1: So, I mean, they don't have, they don't really right now, Mahomes is on another level in terms of the passing yards and touchdowns and what he's done this year. And, Elevating the play of wide receivers like Juju and stuff like that, but bringing something like this up, I think, makes me feel like, as far as Kansas City teams have gone the last few years, this is not a great Kansas City team. No. 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 Right? No. No. I mean, they they
2: they they were like I keep going back to this quote. But Kelsey was, like, very honest on his podcast with his brother about how this – when they were talking – when he was talking about um, – I think it was in the context of Odell Beckham when he restructured his contract to free up money because he, like, thought another move was coming because of it. So this is, like, a transitional year. You know, they yeah. traded Tyree Kill for all of those draft picks. They haven't cashed in on all of those draft picks. Like, he was just, like, open about it. But because Mahomes is the best player in football – and Reed is the best offensive coach, and Kelsey's the first ballot Hall of Famer, and frankly, because the division that we all crowned before the season has collapsed around them because of underperformance by the Raiders and the Broncos and injury for the Chargers, you know, it's been pretty smooth sailing for them for the most part. And that's not to like dismiss all of it, like having the best player in football is a big deal, but it was supposed to be a transitional year for them and it just hasn't been but it's it's dude they don't they don't rush the passer they don't really generate turnovers defensively they didn't make a big defensive addition
1: their special like,
2: teams suck yeah and and they they're an inconsistent you know McKinnon and Pacheco have been better recently since they moved away from Clyde Edwards helaire you know to give them some sort of element out of the backfield but um you know, McKinnon more in the passing game and Pacheco for some uh, dynamic plays as just a running back. But yeah, I mean, of the Chiefs teams of the last five years, it's probably what the fourth or fifth best team. I mean, the team that like lost and got blown out in the Super Bowl, like that exact team at that moment, because the offensive line was so bad. Yep. Might have been more vulnerable than this team. Uh, But leading up to it, they were clearly a better team. So yeah, it's um, but Mahomes can win because because Allen can turn the ball over too, and it's not like the Bengals are with all – So flaws. before They're you give me so your lot.
1: bet for this game, yeah, let me ask you this question. Sure. So Mahomes' numbers and plus the fact that it's not this roster that it was in years past makes him the favorite to win the MVP right now, okay? Yeah. What will the MVP odds look like if Kansas City wins – but skates by, just gets by like they did against Houston the other week. And he puts up good numbers, but it's not like a mind-boggling thing. Yeah. He's just consistent. They win, but it's not impressive. Sure. Let's say Cincinnati wins their next two in New England, and they beat Buffalo next Monday night. Is Mahomes still ahead of Burrow for MVP? I think so. What? How how
2: close is he now? I think Burrow is third. Yeah. Yeah i i think so i mean mahomes setting the single season passing record and elevating those guys as long as they win and stay ahead of cincy in the win-loss column i think so it's a it's a fair question are you thinking about
1: putting a bet in on burrow well i'm just saying let me but just think about this for a second if he beats now, Allen's not in the MVP conversation because the turnovers and his numbers have been way down. Yeah, but if the reason. Bengals beat both the Bills and the Chiefs, yeah, no, it's it. it what, what, but where will his? Let me. I can pull it up real quick. How he's far? Ba- he's basically like he's basically Burrow. Statistically, is like third in every category right now. I'm looking
2: it up right now. So he's so he is fourth in yards but like a solid 700 behind Mahomes. Um he's got four fewer touchdowns Burrow does. He's got one fewer interception. He's taken 14 more sacks. Okay, I don't think MVP voters look at that, but I'm just I'm just go- I'm just going through the numbers. Uh slightly lower passer rating, significantly lower QBR. Yeah, I, I, I think Mahomes would still be the favorite, but I think it would be close. Um, 48 and a half.
1: Over. Oh, I thought you were going to say under. Really?
2: Yeah. Oh, so this is not the bet of the show. You gave us Jacksonville money line last week. That well, just because,
1: just because no Lockett and Geno Smith, and I just don't, I don't trust them right now offensively. I trust their defense is really bad. Yeah, I would agree with that. See,
2: okay, so last week they played San Francisco, Yep. who might be the best defense in football. Right. They're getting Walker back. Yep. So they should be able to run on the Chiefs. And before that, they gave up 30 to Carolina. If they gave up 30 to Carolina – what are they giving up to Mahomes? And they
1: scored 24 in that game. They scored 27 the week before. They yeah. scored 34 the week before. No, I think I think Kansas City will score. I think the game's gonna be a blowout. I'm not I'm so far off the Seattle train right now. I think they're gonna get him. I think they're gonna get just boat raced in this game.
2: I, I understand, but I guess my thing it's is it's gonna that,
1: be freezing. I mean, I just don't All
2: right. This is a big over for me. This is this is this is a big bet for me. We don't have to make it our show bet. We're one and I I didn't convince you. But I think that this, I think that Seattle's offense is still pretty good. It just looked horrible against Carolina, and getting Walker back is big for them. And the Chiefs aren't stopping the run. And if they gave up thirty to Carolina two weeks ago, mm-hmm. I think that the Chiefs could score every possession. So I, I, I think the Chiefs are well into the thirties, and I think Seattle will put up you know twenty something and send it over. But all right, fair enough. Didn't convince you. That was my that was my first effort. At uh, convincing a show, but we'll find others. I got, I got a, I got a couple others that I that I have on the board. Uh, Giants, Vikings, the Fraud Bowl. This should be sponsored by like one of those Fraud Alert companies. <laughs> what? Uh, which team is the bigger fraud? Uh, I
1: would. I think it's the Vikings, just because relative to expectations. Yep. You know, I think it's okay for the Giants to be an overachieving team. Like, I don't think, like, there's no, there's no malice in saying that the Giants have been a lucky team this year or that they've done better than what the experts or what we all kind of expected or predicted from them this year. With the Vikings, I think, like, there's, like, a real visceral disdain for how these things keep happening to them. You know, like, well, there's... And I don't even really hear a lot of, I don't even hear a lot of like the former players turned analysts doing the like anti nerd, what's wrong with winning close games argument with them. I don't even hear that, which you used to hear all the time. Like, you're going to really criticize a team that finds a way to win games. You guys never played the game. You don't get it. Who cares if you're down 33 points? They win right. close games. I'm not even hearing those people do that. No, neither am I. And it, and it's weird because like they, they have a
2: win in Miami, and they have a win
1: in Buffalo. Yeah, the win in Miami doesn't really count though because Tua didn't play. I know,
2: I know. I'm just saying if you look at if you just look at the schedule, you know, like a win against the Jets, borderline in Washington you know like it's it's not like it's all cupcakes
1: yeah they didn't they haven't played an easy schedule they played an. they played a middle of the road schedule maybe even harder than that because they played the AFC East
2: but but the two times we saw them play a team that we think can represent the NFC in the Super Bowl they got the absolute shit kicked out of them (laughs) yeah you know what I mean like so I, I think I think that's a huge part of it also it's like it's the point differential and it's okay play an NFC contender like a real one because We thought Green Bay was, and obviously they're not, but you you play, you play Philly, non competitive the whole way. You play Dallas, non competitive the whole way. So I, I think Minnesota is the bigger fraud, like you said, relative to expectations, even though their point differential is like plus two, and the Giants, who are eight, five, and one, is negative twenty five. Um, but how about this? It's just as a small Giants aside. Shouldn't Brian Dable be the favorite for coach of the year? Everyone loved Philly. They have an amazing roster. They might have the best, like they they might honestly be the healthiest organization in the NFL. People Mm -hmm. would say the Chiefs, people would say the Patriots, but Philly might be the best organization in football. And that's not to take away from what Nick Sirianni has done, but it's like, you know, you're a poker player, you get dealt pocket aces, it's a little bit easier than winning with 10-6 offsuit. Um, I just, I feel like Brian Dable, having a team that before the year we thought was a five-win team, be an eight-win team and a playoff team in a division that has been crazy competitive. If I had a coach of the year vote, more than McDaniel,
1: more than Sirianni, I'd give it to Brian Dable. Yeah, I mean, they've got to finish the deal. I think right now... Being I'm saying, I'm saying right or, now. Yeah. yeah, if they if they lose out, it's different. I'm saying I'm saying right now today. If, it's hard for me to
2: call them a fraud when I look at their roster and I think they suck. You know, the, the NFC is bad, and it's randomness of the NFL and close games going their way and all of that. But I mean, I can I call a team a fraud that I think is overachieving ba- with no talent? I I don't think that's fraudulent. I think that that's I think that that's just like the NFL. Whereas the Vikings have talent and are winning in a way that is not representative of a contender, I guess. Yeah,
1: Dude, I, I think I, I'm right there with you. I, I've said on this podcast before, I thought there were actually points in the year where you could have made the argument that among the coaches in his own division, Sirianni's coaching job was actually the least impressive of the other three coaches in the NFC East right yeah McCarthy Rivera and Dable yeah so I would agree with you on that I think you know Dallas has cooled off a little bit so I wouldn't say McCarthy anymore Washington lost the head-to-head game against the Giants at home which is probably gonna you know change who among those two teams makes the playoffs. so dude I agree with you I think Dable should win it but he won't correct
2: Packers Dolphins is the next game this is sadly like the best Christmas Day game um roger says things
1: are looking up are you buying the packers as an nfc playoff team i i bet them at eight to one i think it's going to happen i think they're going to make it i think they're in i think they're going to win their last three games i think they're going to get in the playoffs at nine and eight um all right so it's
2: at at miami where they're a three and a half point underdog home against the minnesota fraudulent vikings home against the detroit lions who Rogers should be able to move
1: the ball against at will yep I think they went out. I think they make it. I think that's a great price. I think that among the teams that we're talking about to get in, if you look at the DVOA stat, which I know a lot of the geeks that watch this podcast and listen to it are well aware of that. yeah. I think in the last five games, they're the second ranked offense in the entire league. So they've got all their weapons now. The young receivers, Watson, Dobbs is back they cut Sammy Watkins cuz they didn't need him anymore. Uh the running backs are playing better. Rodgers even with the broken thumb is looking better. Yeah, they haven't played good teams. That hasn't been has not like it isn't like they've done it against the class of the league, the Bears and the Rams, but they don't have to beat those teams to make the playoffs here in these 3 weeks. So, are we positive that 9 and 8 gets them in? I think it I think so, yeah. So Detroit, I feel
2: Detroit, I feel very good
1: in saying that.
2: Detroit is in front of them at seven and seven and they have Carolina and the bears the next two weeks. So if they take care of business there, they get to nine and seven. And then if green Bay beats them in your scenario, they would have split their two games this year and it would come down to what NFC record. No, it's division record. It's division record is the first tiebreaker. Yep. Yep. Packers swept the Bears. Yeah, so I'm I'm pulling it up right now. So Lions are three and one. Packers are two and two in the division. That would be a win for the Lions. So that'd be four and two. And for the Packers, it would be four and two. Um, and then it would go to conference record. Lions are five and four. Packers are five and five. Lions going two and one against Carolina and Chicago. Dude, this is a it's a lot. I think I think I think it could come down to the third tiebreaker if the Lions go two and one but lose to Green Bay. I'm just saying. I think that eight eight to one's not bad. There, eight to one's not bad, and like the Bears are due to win one of these stupid games. So they
1: could easily beat Detroit, who won't be able to do anything. And who's to say the Giants, I know they got the Colts left, but who's to say they won't lose out and go A8-1? That's not out of the question. The Seahawks are going to suffer their eighth loss against the Chiefs. So I'm just saying, I'm digging what they're doing right now. And I have slowly but surely come around to Danny Parkin's idea that the Dolphins are overrated. And oh, I, I mean, I'm definitely talking. betting Green Bay plus three and a half. I can tell and you. I that need over. to stop talking about the Dolphins as
2: a legit team. So, oh, okay. Well, so then hold on. Let's pause for a moment. Packers plus three and a half. I would just money line them in that game together. So, our second money line dog. Yes. Why not? Okay. I'm available. I'm okay. that's So, that's our bet. Yep. We're Packers. Our Jaguars, because I actually bet Jaguars' money line. So myself. did
1: I. Okay. Okay. So you're going to bet Packers money line. Yes, I am. I'm betting them to win to make the playoffs. I need them to win this game. Of course, I'm betting them money line. Okay. If it hits, we got to give 50% of our profit to Spencer as a Christmas bonus.
2: I'm okay with that. Or 25%. I don't know how much you're betting these days, but I'll, I'll, I'll be okay with that. All right, good.
0: This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,